Hello, it's KD. Um, we last left off on Rampus School. I will continue reading after this message. Hello. This is KD, and you are listening to KD Read With Me. Um, I'm a bit sad that I didn't actually um, hold up my end of the deal during Halloween break. But rest assured, you will get your Halloween movie reviews. Now, it may not be Halloween, and we are gearing toward Thanksgiving, and Hanukkah, and Christmas, and New Year's, but you can always save it and listen to it again. Okay. So, um, we will start reading our second half of Dark Song right after this message. That's what you get when you let your heart win. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I would like to introduce or invite, welcome, Morocco and Ghana. Yay. I'm so happy. I have new listeners. Woo. Back to the somber tones of Dark Song. It has to be somber because... It's a very somber, dark, humorous book. Blah, 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 blah. Don't mind the children in the background. There will be music. (laughs) Rumpus School. Rumpus School was in session as soon as I put a magnet to the window contact. I boosted over the sill and into the totally convenient tree growing next to the house. Dad had even mentioned once that it was a great fire escape route. I hit M's number on favorites while I was still on a big limb. I'm out, I said. Cut through the back and meet me a block over in a wait in ten minutes. Hide out in that big bush next to the corner. This covert ops thing already had my adrenaline boosted. A grin pushed its way onto my mouth as I ran zigzagging for no reason. I wasn't dodging bullets or anything, but it seemed right to maneuver my way through the dark rather than to walk quietly. I nestled in the leaves of the big bottle brush-like shrub and pulled up in her mom's car. I got in and she pulled away slow and easy, a serious driver. In control. The best way to get a cop's attention is to act like a teenager, she said, so we don't smoke in the car. It shows our faces too much. We drive like old ladies and we keep to the side streets. Don't drink in the car, even if it's a soft drink. The cops aren't stupid. Rumpus School has lots of rules. You're sounding like Earl. That's her stepdad, if you guys forgot. Um, okay. Romper school, I like that. And don't diss Earl. He's the only good husband mom's ever had. He acts like he might hang in. 
If he starts looking like he might bail, I might even straighten up a little to keep him around. I'll believe that when I see it, I said. Could happen, Emily said. Now, no guys. None for tonight. We need to ease you into rebellion. I mean, rumpelsing. Last time you drank, you... Wait, last time you drank and smoked dope, you threw up. You don't know when to stop. I'm going to play hall monitor and we'll stick to weed tonight. Well, if I was going to be a barking dog, I might as well break the law. Going crazy wasn't supposed to be about halfway. M drove out of Boulder and found a secluded parking spot that couldn't be seen from the road. Still bundled in our coats. Remember, it's like wintertime. Um, the leather seats with their warmers keeping our rumps cozy. The heater set on toasty for the rest of our bodies. We rolled down the windows a crack so we could let the spruce-scented air drift in and the dope drift out. The satellite radio found a station we agreed on and the music thumped in time with my pulse. Open the glove compartment. A thick baggie full of marijuana and roller papers, front and center. I raided mom's stash. It's the good stuff. That stuff you got sick on was street stuff. Mom only smokes the best. Your mom? Oh, Ames, wake up. Your parents might not, um, your parents might not now, but trust me, they have. And your grandma? Give me a break. If I can't finish a stash and a bong in her place... Oh, no, it's as if I can't find a stash and a bong in her place. I'll kiss you, but it's at the school assembly, or at a school assembly. I handed the baggie to M, and she busied herself rolling a fat doobie. Doobie. I heard that term from Grandma. She of the Birkenstocks and the Grateful Dread CDs. I don't know what that is. Hippie holdout stereotype. Rockin' Robin, my dad called her. He was crazy about her. But mom never even called her mother. Never even called her mother, mother. She said that grandmom never bothered to act like a mother, that she'd wanted to be a friend. Mom always complained. I made a finger quotation marks in the air and mocked my mother's voice. Robin has no boundaries. Never gave our lives any structure. Okay, um, one of the, uh, the things that I was wanting to talk about <clears throat> before life got too heavy for me, um, was structure. I wanted to talk about how, um, it's actually very hard to have great parents. I mean, they might be great to you, but to other people who are outside the bubble, they're like, mm, no. Not really great parents. But, you know, that's subjective. Anything with, I don't know, anybody with an opinion can say, oh, well, that's not taste. This is taste. Because taste, like art, is subjective. So, um, I would also like to say that even if you have a hippie mom or, you know, a stunner mom, I'm pretty sure that if they're serious about being a parent and if they're serious about taking care of you and loving you um I'm pretty sure that structure can happen some some way somehow somewhere in there 
M like the joint, sealing it. Frankly, I think Robin brought the wrong baby home from the hospital. One of those switched at birth things. I can't see your mom sharing any DNA with your grandma. Seriously. She waved the joint around like a pointer at a blackboard. Robin is Lucy Goosey. Your mom is a control freak. Check your pantry. Not one box of oatmeal, but three. There's like there's going to be an oatmeal for men day after tomorrow. How many rolls of toilet paper do you have in your house right this minute? Have you ever gone down to the last clean towel? I had a flash of my mom's face as she folded and smoothed a thick, fluffy towel scented with lavender. She always folded and put away the towels herself for some reason, instead of letting Carmen do it. I have to admit, if the freezer, refrigerator, and pantry aren't full to overflowing, she says someone has to shop before we all starve to death, I said. Okay, this is another thing about structure. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not a weed smoker. I don't know. Well, I know some people who smoke weed, but I don't, like, you know, that's that's not my thing. But I could tell that, um, I could tell that, by her mother being the way that she was, that is why Ames's mother is uh, Ames's mother Robin. That's why she's so, you know, she has to have this and that, and everything needs to be in control. Is because, you know, apparently I don't know if she was a single mom or not, but her grandmother is one of the reasons why her daughter is the way she is is because there was no structure. So I'm guessing that when she grew up and she got married and she had children, she wanted that structure that she didn't get. So I'm guessing um, there's not enough balance. That's all. It's very common too. Um, oh, and another thing. I kind of like made a joke in my head and, and I think I, I, yeah, I forgot it. But um the the part was like um how many rolls of toilet paper do you have in your house at the beginning of this pandemic um i'm not going to say that we were hurting for tissue for toilet tissue it was just because you know like um we we didn't like monitor it or anything we lived in a pretty big house so it's like okay and there are like three bathrooms here. So, you know, everybody has to have tissue on deck and on hand. And there were people who were coming over who were visiting and things like that. So, it, um, so like we never really had to like go through that. And we are not shy about using paper towels because it does the job just as well. You just have a sore bum and. You know, you can't put it in the toilet, that's all. Didn't mean to get gross here. It was just, it was a funny joke in my head. But um, now I don't know how it would sound. Um, <laughs> Where did we leave off? Hmm. M licked and sealed another joint. And handed it over. Your apple, my friend, didn't fall far. Didn't fall far from the tree. 
Um, so shake it off and light up. I lean forward with a thick misshapen um, joint between my fingers. Put it between my lips and drew in as the flame bit the end. M lit her joint. Draw in hard and hold it, she commanded. I obeyed. I felt the hot smoke fill my lungs and tingle. A few seconds later, M warned. No, a few seconds longer, M warned. I held until I got a head rush, then exhaled. M was holding her first inhale, and she found that I hadn't held mine longer. Then she breathed out her smoke um, like it was a religious experience. Thanks, Mom, she said. My parents are making me insane, and my dad loses his job, and it's like, I find out that... <sighs> I stopped, waving my hands as a substitution for words I didn't have. You don't know whether to um, crap or paint your toenails, right? M took another drag. I giggled. I'm not a giggler. Exactly. Think about this, Ames. If your mom has to have 30 rolls of toilet paper at any given moment, what do you think is her view on a bank account? On a savings account, your mom probably just can't deal with money going out and none coming in. I nodded. Take another drag, M said. I did, and she's not going to just take this out on your dad. Take what out on him? Your mom is peed off. Your dad isn't going, wait, your dad isn't doing what she, hold on. Your dad isn't doing what she needs to feel safe. If she doesn't feel safe, she's going to get mean. How do you know all this? My mother's been married three times. How many shrinks do you think I've been to? If you're so smart, tell me this. I can't believe this story they're handing me about da about Dad's job. And I know Dad lied to you about why he drove us to school. So what else have they lied about? Way more than you'd believe. That's the parent. That's what parents do. If it's convenient, they lie. And frankly, Tweety, your parents aren't a, are a total mystery. I'm not kidding that there were rumors about witness protection. It's like you fell out of the sky. And then she says, huh. Okay, that part where if it's convenient, parents lie. <laughs> okay, so um, obviously when, you know, you're like, oh, I didn't lie. I just didn't tell the whole truth. It's like, oh, well, that's a mission. Or when you actively tell um, someone or your parents. That, you know, I omitted the truth. They are quick to say that, you know, it's the same as lying. And I think that one of the things that is very difficult for new parents are um, parents who have prepared for every possible thing. Um, except for the questions that they need to answer in order to fully prepare their kids for the world um it's those those times when it's very convenient to lie I've seen parents do this um like in front of me in front of like my friends I have seen their parents lie to them about a situation and even if I know the truth or even if I know a version of the truth 
will I try to correct that mistake of lying? Uh, it depends. If they're 17 and still believing in Santa Claus, yes. If they are 22 and they believe that, you know, banks are here to help you save or, or do whatever money. I mean, like, banks are a tool, but they aren't there to help you save money, I don't think. I mean, that may be the pitch of a lot of banks, but the thing is, is that it's a business and people need to get paid and people need jobs and people need prospects and they also need um, government funding and things like that. Like, all of, even if it's private owned, like, things like that, like, real life truths, I know that it may be hard or because, okay, look, I'm trying to give you examples outside of the norm, which is like sex and, you know, um, education, finances and things like that. Um, <clears throat> like every time someone's like, oh, well, your parents didn't teach you the real world or you are setting your kids up for failure. Well, yeah. And they always give one of those three examples. So I was just trying to, um, you know, branch out there. Hopefully, um, some of you got it. If you didn't get it, that's fine. It's okay. Um, we all make mistakes, yeah? Okay, let's continue on. Okay, <clears throat> Emily put up a finger. A, family, you don't have any. Well, Robin, but what do you know? What, wait, no, 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 A, family, you don't have any. Well, Robin, but what do we know about her? Has she ever had a husband? Does your mom have a dad? Where did they live? Your mom doesn't talk about it, right? Right, I said. Who has no other relatives, no aunts, no cousins, nothing? We could have a family picnic with one sandwich. I giggled at my own joke. Okay, um, breaking here. Uh, the part where it's, hmm. Or it talks about, um, does your mom have a dad? You know, did her mother, Robin, um, did she ever have a dad that was the husband of her mother? Or, like, you know what I mean. Like, Ames's mother is Robin. And Robin's mother is... Well, we're going to call a grandma because I don't know. It doesn't tell us. But that's another thing. Like, I'm not saying that all hippie-like people or stoner-like people are people who have a bunch of troublesome childhoods or anything like that. I'm just saying that it's... It's a common thing to see. It's a common trope to see in books and movies and things like that. Um, even a real life example or two. But I'm not sure if that's what happened with Robin. 
Emily put up two more fingers. Okay, number three. I thought that was wrong somehow, but my logic was fuzzy. Your dad. He says your grandpa, uh, your grandparents died in a car accident, correct? I've been told that is the case, yes. Um, I said, trying to sound like a witness in court. Um, any pictures in your house of them? No. Don't think that's strange. Not until now, but mom doesn't have photos displayed. She thinks it's um. <clears throat> I raised my nose. Common. Hmm. So you've got a weirdo hippie drug grandma and no zero, not a other relatives, no pictures, not even photo albums of relatives, no talk about the great uncle on your dad's side, the great uncle Bernie or cousin Ethel, nothing. Do you know anyone else with family like that? M hooked up an eyebrow in question. Oh my gosh. Is my dad in the mafia? I giggled again. Okay, so they're joking around. But, you know, it could very well be a serious thing. And <clears throat> even then, it's like, if you're going to have kids, is it safe to have kids when you have such a high-risk, dangerous lifestyle? I don't know. Many people sadly think that having children or, you know, just having um, someone to depend on you, like having that person or that thing, creature around that you'll turn your life around or that you'll be more responsible in how you make decisions. Well, that's not the case for a lot of people. Case in point, why Child Protective Services is just so overwhelmed. That's all I'm going to say. I doubt it. Emily took a major drag and held it. Exhausted, rested, then said, But I don't doubt your dad is lying about other people losing jobs. It was just him. And I know because Earl handled something for him. Your dad was his client. What? Giggling over. Don't know. Earl is is close-minded about his work. Lawyer-client privilege and all that. I told mom your dad's case was complete and that was all he could say. Earl was worried about you and told your mom, well, and told my mom to keep an eye out. Dad, my mom, wait, no, dad, my dad couldn't be involved in something criminal. Maybe Earl was just doing him a favor. And yet, until I felt, I don't know, safe somehow, now safe. M sucked hard on her joint. Parents are not there to worry about keeping you safe. It's the three dynamic. Always works against you. The what? M slid down in a seat a little. In the seat a little. When there are two people, they form a bond. Very hard to break, like you and me. There can't be three best friends. Can't be done. Sooner or later, two will buddy up and turn on the third. In a family, it's almost always the parents against the child. They have the power. But no buts, Tweety. They have secrets. Think. If you want something that's a major purchase, does your mom hand it over or does she have to have the talk it over with your dad? They're the adults and they're supposed to make major decisions. But don't you feel that a lot goes on behind your back? Okay, obviously, yes. 
This is another thing that I just, um, it's another thing. It's not like a major concern to me. It's just something that I really wanted to explore. I kind of would like to know, like, um, I know that there are only about 16 of you, um, who are actual listeners who come and listen to me every now and then. I appreciate you. You are wanted and I, you know, I'm very grateful for you actually listening to my content. But um, one of the things is I want to sort of take a, I can't take a poll because this is an Instagram and I can't, um, you know, I can't like say leave a comment or something, but I can ask you to leave a message. So if you, um, if you like, you know, if you, you like the idea Okay, there are going to be two questions. Okay, if you like the idea of parents being more open um, about things with their kids or no, I would like to know the answer to that. And then I would like a reason why. And the second question would be, how was um, your parental upbringing? Like, was it open or closed? Um, now obviously there would be some extreme cases, um, like closed off completely, but, um, I'm taking all messages here. Okay. Behind my back. There was plenty going on behind my back right now. How do you handle it? I pay it back. I put plenty of real estate between me and them. Let them wonder what's going on. I don't depend on them for anything but money in a bedroom. M, if I'm the Tweety Bird, right now you feel like you're Sylvester. I'm tired of flapping around wondering if I'm about to get eaten. I don't want to talk about my parents anymore. Uh, one of the other things is, um, I like Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes is cool, but around this time, the time that this book was written, um, I'm pretty sure... No one was checking for Looney Tunes. And uh, basically, Miss Giles is just showing her age here. But, uh, you know, let's go on. Hold on, I have to answer the door. Hold on! Okay. <sighs> Excuse me. I feel like one of those dogs that runs up and down the fence and then barks his head off because he can't get out. M threw her head back and let loose. Yip, yip, yow. Okay, I'm not doing all of that. Um, what the H-E-L-L? Oh my gosh. If I knew how to do memes or whatever. There's a meme of, of this bald black guy. And he's like, what the H-E double hockey sticks is funny. Um, we yipped and bayed and... Got the munchies and snarfed through the bags of chips and cookies M had in the back seat. We sang with the music, cursed our... Wait a minute, what? Cursed our parents, teachers, and every other figure of authority. We giggled down into mellow smiles and figured it was time to roll home. M handling off the car 
was so prudent. I think she could teach the grandma of we know Anne's handling of the car was so prudent. Prudent. I think she could teach the grandma school of driving. M. A dragonfly just passed us. Okay, hold on. The whole thing about cursing out authority. Good authority. Well-balanced authority. There's, unless you have major issues in your brain or in your mind or in your heart or whatever. Yeah, most people appreciate balance of authority. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'm making sure we don't call attention to ourselves. Right, you look totally fine. It looks like the car is driving itself. She dropped me off at the big bush. I boosted myself back up the totally convenient tree and in through my window. As I nestle into my bed, it occurred to me that I had broken all the rules and the world didn't go up in flames. Just a little jog down the dark path, but I had liked it. More than I thought I would. The rumpus was on. I think that was supposed to mean something. Okay. The next morning, my hair and pillowcase reeked of pot. I washed my hair then when I showered and opened my window to air out the room. She should have done that before she, like, got into bed. That was stupid. But mm, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, the cologne I sprayed on the pillow didn't help much, see? But I didn't feel hungover. I appeared at breakfast, starched blouse buttoned to the neck, shiny hair combed neatly away from my makeup-free face, the picture of private school girl correctness. I could have arrived naked and painted blue. Mom stared off into our coffee cup. Chrissy ate her pancakes in big-eyed silence, and Dad was AWOL. I poured a, um, I poured a glass of juice and popped a piece of bread into the toaster. Then I clattered... The glass and plate. Wait, the glass and a plate for toast on the table. Wait a minute, wait a minute, what am I reading? Then I clattered the glass and a plate. Clattered the glass and a plate for toast onto the table, neglecting to use a placemat, deliberately trying to rile mom. Okay, so that sentence just had me all tripped up. Even now, my throat hurts. I haven't read aloud in quite some time. I've been silent for a few weeks. Well, for two weeks, I've been silent. Mm, haven't been doing much. Daddy's still sleeping. We should be quiet, Chrissy said. Well, she didn't yell. I'm just kind of tired of reading softly. I couldn't care less if you played the tuba, Mom said. She looked up from her coffee. He says he can make his own hours now, and he's never been a morning person. She took a long look at an empty bottle of Jack sitting on the counter. Are you trying to say Dad's hungover? I leaned across the kitchen table and whispered. That bottle could have been almost empty, and he just finished it last night. It could have, Mom said, but it wasn't. My toast popped up. Salvation. I don't know how. The silence was broken by crunching and swallowing the glass, clinking, and then Mom stood and grabbed our keys. Ride with us, Chris. Usually Chrissy did ride with us, but because Dad left early for work, um, yesterday she stayed with Mom and when Dad drove. With Dad home, I guess Chrissy assumes she will wait at home again. 
<clears throat> Kindergarten didn't start for another for over an hour. I can wait. Can I stay with? And then there's a dash. No, he's asleep. <sighs> asleep is not watching. It's not being responsible. Mom's eyes welled up as she stormed into the car. Okay, I really do think that she has a problem with Ames's grandmother, who is her mother. Robin has the problem. Um, right, not being responsible. That's kind of like this whole book, to tell you the truth. Not being responsible. Lies and deception. Um, at school, I realized that I felt way less tense, so less yard dog than I did at home. I looked forward to having dinner at M's because I would pull put off walking into my house where the air was so heavy, so thick to breathe that it pushed in from all sides in the top. When M's mom picked us up, she gave M a glare and smiled at me. Ooh, I'm glad you're coming home with us, Ames. It will take the edge off. Emily's grounded, you know. Em had told me earlier that she'd been totally busted. Her mom had been sitting on her bed when she got home. She apparently wanted to sample her own goods and found them missing. Then she found Em gone and then the car. Em hadn't busted me, though. That was Em for you. She could get mad at you in a nanosecond, but she never gave you up. Em's mom loved it. <clears throat> Em's mom loved it that I was Em's best friend. She thought I was a good influence. My mom was not so enthusiastic, but we'd been friends since we were in play school. <clears throat> we were new money, and Em's mother was from an old money, bolder family. My mom wanted that security that rubbing shoulders with old money provided, so she put up with Em's antics for the cachet or crochet. Cat, catch it? C-A-C-H-E-T. Do with that what you will. Um, of the family, I'm going to say cash it. With the, for, la, 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 la. put up with M's antics for the cachet of the family association. When we got upstairs, I flopped on M's bed. Your groundings are a joke. Excuse me, M said. I'm a prisoner. I can't leave the house. Excuse me, I said. There would be a mansion. That would be the mansion you have visited. You can have visitors use the phone, computer, TV, anything. You just have to entertain yourself at home with the help of the servants. Not called servants. We call them by their names and they are our help. They help us. I was grounded once when I was 12. I was in a total sol solitary confinement. I went to school and went to my room, and my room was stripped of anything but school books and furniture. No communication with the outside world. I had to. I even had to eat alone. I remember that, and said. Wasn't my mom married to that Italian playboy? He called your mom a fascist. <laughs> I thought that had something to do with skin care. Remind me. Do you, like, kill a priest? Did you, like, kill a priest or something? I pinched a sink. Uh, wait, no, no. I pitched a silk pillow at M. I talked back to my mom. Oh yeah. So what would happen if she talked back to you? That side of the picture had never occurred to me. You're going to get premature wrinkles, I said. Change the subject. Wait, change of subject needed. 
We headed for M's computer. I want to see how many new friends I have. She collected friends on Facebook like our stepfather collected sock, stock options. Four new ones. Let's see. Monkey Business from Florida. 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 Sorry. <clears throat> Single male, but a bit lanky. A bit kinky. My bad. 26. Hmm. His taste in music sucks. Inside. Well, he can be a friend, but I doubt we'll hook up. She hit the button to accept his friendship offer. Two from Texas must have been a slow day in Texas. Oh, wait, hold on. I have to read this with character and I have to emote. Hmm. Two from Texas. Must have been a slow day in Texas. One from Alaska and one from Japan. Oh, he's cute. Not Japanese, though. His dad's got something to do with the ambassador or something. Hmm. Cool. My dad's from Texas. How can I not know that? Stop. Of course I don't know that. Your family is in witness protection. I'm starting to think you're right. But he did say that he grew up in Texas. I'm not even sure Chrissy knows that. It was a long time ago. He never talks about growing up. I wondered why I never heard, I never asked dad about his boyhood. Why hadn't I been interested? Maybe because he's a dude and you're a girl. And you probably want to ask your mother. Anyway. Oh, she didn't say that. That was me. Uh, diner. Diner. Diner was quiet. Dinner. My bad. Sorry. I kind of just want to stop talking, but I really want to get through this. <clears throat> Dinner was quiet, but not uncomfortable. When M's stepdad is around, it's always quiet. There's something about Earl's presence that makes you want to whisper if you speak at all. I've never, I've never seen him in anything but a suit, ever. Maybe she wants to see him naked. Okay, no. Maybe not. Maybe that's just me. Okay. But then he's not there much. What are you doing? Mm. When Earl is there, he's totally there. He's not cold or too busy or uninterested or even ultra business-like. His presence is, well, calm, reassuring, even peaceful. You don't know... Um, wait, you don't want to howl at the fence when he's around. Ames, it's good to see you. Thank you. Are you home for a while? He smiled. Thankfully, yes. I don't have a case outside of Boulder or Denver for six months or more. He winked at Emily. And may be feeling a bit confined with my continued presence. Up. Up. Okay. What are you doing? You see that? What she's doing? Oh, you know, it's hard to hold a wisp of smoke. Emily wagged her eyebrows. She looked slightly demented. Amazingly, Earl was amused by him and took his head, uh, wait, no, no, and shook his head as if her rebellion were something easily handled. He turned back to me. Agnes made a fav my favorite dessert, a chocolate chip molten cake. 
I like those. If you have any stress in your life, Ames, one bite will make you forget anything but the magic happening on your taste buds. With French vanilla ice cream, Emily whispered, with her eyes shut as if in prayer. All of you are going to plump up like Macy's Thanksgiving Day balloons, Emma's mother said. We'll eat nothing but Brussels sprouts tomorrow as an antidote, Earl said. He said it so solemnly I believed him until M rolled his rolled her eyes and kicked my shins. So yeah, I like their dynamic. Okay, so since Rompus School is so long, I just looked at it. I paused and I looked at it and I'm like, oh god. So we're gonna do part two of Rompus School either later on tonight. Or tomorrow, believe me, I'll get through this chapter. Therefore, I can say that I put some effort into my podcast. Was it the best that I have ever done? No. But it was something. Because I don't want you guys to leave me. I want to give you something. I'm not throwing you a bone because I don't care. I care. Okay. So, I'll see you when part two comes. Check with me in about two days. All right. Bye.